0: Shut up, I love it.
1: Shut
2: up. I love it.
1: Shut
2: up. So my son is in Scorpio, but uh, my moon is in Jupiter right ascending. <laughs> I gotta fuck this one up. Shut up, I love it! I am Joe Cabello. And uh, what just happened, Sasha?
1: I don't know. I am Sasha Vieler.
2: <laughs> that's the first time I'm, you've done whatever that was. It, so that's it, it was
1: it was so impactful that thing that I I had to do it because I thought you would, um, and I'm shocked that you didn't because that was I, the biggest I, thing I of it done. all. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll get into the specifics of what you're even doing there. It's a spoiler to even discuss it. But let's get into <sighs> what the what this show is. We are shut up. I love it and. Our uh, sun sign is shut up, and our (laughs) moon sign is uh, love it.
1: We're going to talk about some moons today. This is Shut (laughs) Up, I Love (laughs) It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, misunderstood, hated, despised, reviled. And so uh, who do we have today in the studio with us, Joe? Oh, exciting
2: news. we got a rapper, filmmaker, and host producing albums and live comedy in L.A. Most recently, he directed a spec sitcom, little alliteration there that i'm struggling with spec sitcom pilot called windups based on his years working at an independent toy store in austin texas very very exciting so give it up for
0: adam protexter what's going on adam hey uh just just sitting here thinking about thinking about astrology thinking about my (laughs) rising sign (laughs) which is thinking about trying to talk like this i actually would love it if you did Uh, That's
2: something I actually like I'm frothing to get in Mm -hmm. deep and talk about that. But we have so much to talk about before that. So much. Adam, what are we even talking about?
0: Uh, Well, today, I I think what I'd like to talk about is the 2015 Wachowski movie, Jupiter Ascending, uh, which I think is just... An incredibly misunderstood, grand guignol, swing-for-the-fences sci-fi movie that more people ought to give a chance. I want to understand it. (laughs) I want to understand it so much. And uh, what's it about? Okay, so, Broad Strokes, Jupiter Ascending, is about a woman who, uh, played by Mila Kunis, who uh, works as a maid and uh, housekeeper and discovers that she is secretly a genetic heir to the planet Earth, which is owned by a cabal of uh, ruling elite aliens who seeded life in order to make money off of it.
1: That sounds like a good premise, what you just did. A lot of, uh, well done, (laughs)
2: first off, because you curated that as far as I can tell. Uh, The IMDB screen you're reading from is not in front of me, so I don't know. Uh, (laughs) No, that's me. (laughs) A lot of uh, uh, similarities to Eternals in some ways. Hmm. but we don't need to get into that. I this is a Wachowski movie, which I am very glad you pointed that out because I think its cultural impact lands in part if not mostly because of that. Mm-hmm. I want to know where you think this tears as a Wachowski movie. And for those who don't know Wachowski Matrix right. to say the least.
1: You should know. Yeah, if you don't know, you should know. Get
0: out. Yeah, Cloud you, you Atlas. You really Yeah, you really you got to know the Wachowskis. Um I, as far as it tiers with the rest of their work, like where would I rank it? Yeah, how yeah. About, I want to know your personally and then how you
2: think the world perceives it and then why you brought it onto our show.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, so personally, uh, I actually have a really hard time ranking Wachowski movies because i mm-hmm. they're my favorite filmmakers, um, specifically Lana. I just think they always go for... Um, something new and original and they don't fall into the pocket of what's expected uh, and I love that they get millions and millions of dollars to do that mm-hmm. and play with visuals and ideas so um, I will always be grateful for them. It's hard to rank them. Cloud Atlas is super meaningful to me. Matrix is probably objectively the best movie they've made um, just formally kind of perfect. Um, but Jupiter Sunning's up there and I think it's kind of like an inversion of the Matrix in a few ways and I, I want to talk about that later. But in terms of how it's seen by the world and people uh as a piece of shit people hate this movie uh this is probably like at the bottom of a lot of people's uh wachowski rankings. can at least yeah the wachowski yeah. rankings right exactly <laughs> before like, we
1: get any further can i just say am i wrong or adam you joe do you hear when adam speaks there's like an alien like a little like a did you uh, all hear a rumbling? yeah there was that, a, it's,
0: my upstairs neighbor was vacuuming I think she's done now oh no I just that's okay that. I literally thought back, that's
1: that's that's totally fine I literally thought it's part of like the mood that you're creating here and <laughs> yeah, I I'm
2: thought joking, you asking was
0: a joke and I'm still not convinced it's not well, you have great head you have a good uh, feedback system in your headphones then <laughs> yeah I didn't hear that I paid $80
2: for these headphones off Amazon <laughs> I could have paid 40 but I went with the seller selling them for 80 but that's neither here nor there
1: nope um, so going back to uh, the movie that we're talking about, Jupiter Ascending being at the bottom of most people's most critics, yeah, I'd, Wa- I'd watch say the list. world's. <laughs> the, Ooh, the you worlds. call it the watch list, <laughs> the, watch the Wachowski list. list. Oh, um, yeah. Um, when when did you see it first, Adam?
0: I saw this in theaters. I was, uh, I mean, I feel like just with my age and predilection towards what I was into. I was set up, like many people in my generation, to be a huge Wachowski fan, but like a lot of my friends who were obsessed with Bound and the Matrix and then fell off as the Matrix sequels came out and Cloud Atlas came out, I just kept digging in deeper and loving them even more. So, <laughs> I just probably saw this opening weekend. I can almost guarantee it. Nice.
1: And have you seen it uh, since?
0: There's actually a running gag uh, in my House uh, where my girlfriend will walk behind me on the couch uh, and be like, Are you watching this again? Because I, I, t- oh, <laughs> I tend man. to throw it on late at night a lot. <laughs> What's a lot in that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not absurd. I would say this is a really like comforting late night movie. So if it's late and I'm just vibing and trying to go to bed. I'll throw it on at like one in the morning, watch as much until I get sleepy. And that happens maybe uh, once every two months maybe, once every three months. Wow,
2: yeah, that is good. I
0: I would say it does have the great
2: ability
1: at putting audiences to sleep, so. (laughs) (laughs) But then I have a favorite book that I listen to that is literally my favorite book of all time. But I go to sleep to it better than anything else in my my life, ever. So I, I understand that weird, just like uh i'm in a good place yeah Uh, and then you fall asleep you're just good vibes it's never going to be
2: a waste of your time is basically where you're feeling yeah i would i have a couple movies and tv shows like that um and it's a good feeling to have that how about your reason for bringing on the show is it wrapped up in that
0: uh the critics and audiences yeah i mean i just feel like the Wachowskis always kind of get a bad rap, and I, I feel like them and uh, Paul Verhoeven are filmmakers where when they when they have a movie come out, I feel like we just got to wait five to ten years for everyone to come around on it. Um, mm. Speed Racer is a good example. Uh, Speed Racer was actually like a, a really big deal for me when it came out because I was working on a senior thesis about digital film, and so Speed Racer got wrapped up in that because it's so inventive. Um, And then none of my friends liked it until like five, seven years later and read some article about how it was good. I was like, I told you. So I think Jupiter sending I chose because I have successfully swayed a few friends on this one, but I have no hope of ever changing the world's mind. But I will always go to bat to defend something that took tens of millions of dollars and told a bonkers ass story with it. (laughs) And
1: why why do you think the haters hate like, what, what do they point out? And what is it that you were like, I can see why you hate it, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of that coming into this. I was trying to think, what are the rebuttals that I would want to have ready, you know? Um, so, I would say the, a couple big things here are. One is um, just the corniness of the sci-fi ideas. Uh, people hate, for instance, there's a scene where Jupiter shows up at Sean Bean's... Um, I don't know what to call it. His his country home, and uh, he all these bees swarm around her, and he's like, "Bees can recognize royalty, Your Highness." And I remember that getting a laugh in the theater. I, it's been one of the things that everyone always <laughs> getting brings a laugh up right now. From right, me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I gotta say, this is 2015. Um, this is the year Ant Man came out. I don't think that there's a whole lot of difference between like controlling ants with your brain and this bee thing. I think it's kind of a similar leap in faith, but Marvel just gets that pass because people are already bought into its world. Um, I think that kind of extends across the board here. I don't think this movie's doing anything that um, several big budget movies haven't asked us to do in terms of suspension of disbelief. But I really think what it comes down to is the fact that this isn't a like Campbellian hero story. It's not like Neo rising to learn Kung Fu and beat the bad guy. It is about someone learning more about themselves and how to be an appropriate loving citizen and then returning to their life. And so I think the number one reason people hate this is because ultimately it's a story about a, like a woman learning more about herself and it was pitched as this big action movie about saving the world. Uh, and I, I think that if you're tired of big action movies about saving the world, this movie has a lot for you. Um, So you think
1: it's uh, basically was pitched, eat, pray, love, (laughs) uh, and it's The Matrix.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like it's an inversion of The Matrix because The Matrix is like the Jesus story, you know? Like we've, uh, I feel like the Jesus reading of The Matrix has been done to death, but it, I mean, the third one ends with Neo like in a cross position. I mean, it is what it is, right? It is, yeah. It's that, it's that. Right. And, And this one isn't that. And I think that's kind of the story we always want um, it's this very satisfying three act thing, but I mean, eat, pray, love part. It's like, uh, yeah, it's eat, pray, love, but on a galactic, stale, uh, galactic wow. scale. And yeah. I think it's like, not, well, I have, I have thoughts we can get into.
2: There's <laughs> yeah, some nerdy thoughts here. Who gets stronger and learns their abilities, and that's
0: certainly, or
1: even is active.
0: Well, you yeah, could,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> you could definitely.
0: Do you find her I'd to be a that. passive, like protagonist in this? Uh, y-
1: yes. Um, yes, that's one of the things that I'm noticing now as I'm talking about this movie. But also, look, I just to defend this movie before we get into like how we feel or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, this is 2015. Obama is president. We, you know, we don't, we haven't seen the crazy yet. We
2: didn't know yeah. how bad it was gonna get. We didn't know how good yeah. we had it.
1: Yeah, we're like the world is like you know too logical. Things are things are making sense right now.
0: Yeah, Lana's trying. Lana Wachowski, her whole career, has been trying to guide us by the hand into a loving, open minded, humanistic future. And we buck against it every turn. Yeah, we, we just, just need to listen to this woman. We mutilate her creations and say, <laughs> oh, we love it. Uh, I had also seen this
2: movie in theaters when it first came out and didn't haven't seen it since, but I had remembered liking, really liking it. And I uh, told Sasha as much. I was like, oh, yeah, isn't this a, a good movie? That was. And then, uh, thing I saw it again for the podcast. So <laughs> I want to, I crave to hear you make this movie make sense to me, and that it ma- make makes sense to me. And then I do have a list I of crave. grievances. Hell yeah!
1: I also crave. Uh, I haven't seen this movie until partially yesterday, partially today. It took a while of my will to push through <laughs> it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to for it to make sense for to me. And I I always start with blaming myself if someone something doesn't make sense to me I'm like hey I'm an immigrant I, English is not my first language I didn't really grow up I grew up with the black and white TV like let's just let's just take a look at the Wikipedia page as I go so it's just like sidebar of making sense did not help <laughs> so even even after that and I did it in, just in case in both languages that I the sp- Russian that I speak and uh, and uh, English and it still didn't make sense so. I'm I'm open, I'm as open as I can be, like a lotus flower to, to indulge and understand. And let me ask Wonderful.
2: you, how did you feel about Matrix Resurrections? I loved it, I like really liked it. I did as well, I watched it twice within like the first few days it came out. Same. I was really into it, I think you are correct that these are uh, movies that'll age better with time generally. Um, yeah. I don't know about this one, though, so...
0: This <laughs> one's had seven years, right? So we're, we're coming yeah. up on it.
2: Uh, so let's get into kind of uh, maybe theme first. It seemed like you had a bit to say on what this movie is is trying to say and w- uh, what uh, the Wachowskis are trying to say with their work in general, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so... If we look at this from the Wachowskis' timeline point of view, and we got, like, Cloud Atlas, which is this massively ambitious thing about uh, all humans basically sharing this existence across timelines, and this essential struggle against capitalism and systems of control and um, uh, commodification of our lives, I mean, that is right away happening in this movie. Um, Jupiter doesn't want to spend money on anything but a telescope that connects her to this, like spiritual idea of understanding things her cousin is trying to get her to sell her eggs uh, and like you can't really get more in literal in a sketchy yeah. clinic
1: can I just quickly insert as somebody who gone through IVF <laughs> at a sketchy clinic which doesn't have to be clinics that are well with that <laughs> not guy, sketchy with clinic that cousin, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah but i love yeah. that actor by the way yeah. oh, well, yeah. i have thoughts about all the <laughs> eastern european characters in this uh in this movie but it's, oh, it's yeah. okay yeah mm-hmm.
0: i want to hear that uh that's not a perspective that i've ever <laughs> had on this movie i can't wait to hear that um but yeah like themes i think that Okay, so I have one theory that if this movie was an anime that was two seasons long, it would be one of the most popular things ever made. Uh, But because it's a two and a half hour Mm. live action movie, it's harder to stomach some of the goofier ideas. Um, But I think ultimately with themes, okay, how how in the weeds do you want me to get? Because I have some notes here, but like,
2: they're nerdy. I, I am pretty interested in, I think there is meat to this movie that i might not ultimately like the taste of but i know is there and i want to learn to appreciate so i would say uh get into the weeds but first i just want to respond to the anime aspect to it because i think you are perhaps correct but um there's two things that uh, did not work for this that could have and i think it's mila kunis I don't think she's in the same movie as everybody else. <laughs> well, Natalie totally Portman, I guess,
1: uh, okay. Uh, I, and Natalie Portman, I guess, turned it down. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know if she would have even been, uh, I guess like yeah. you look at her work mm-hmm. in um, episode one and two and three and perhaps, but she needed a more big performance. She needed to pull in Eddie Raidman or whatever yeah. his name is, Redman. Yeah. Yes. Method Man and Redman, I think it is. <laughs> uh, she needed to do that. And also, um, uh, Magic Mike's character design. Oh yeah, not a great, not a great facial hair, not a great haircut for the guy. No. It just that wasn't working, and that needed to work. So I think though you tweak those two things, and I think this is a, a better
0: movie. I I don't totally disagree with you at all. I think there's the makeup. It's one of those things where now I've seen it so much that it's been normalized, but I will say, (laughs) (laughs) like, the honest part of me knows. Right, exactly. Um, When I first saw it, yeah, it took me out of it a bit. And Mila Kunis isn't turning in uh, a lead performance here, which I feel like kind of fits with the whole passivity of her character's arc, because I think that's kind of the point, but it doesn't totally excuse her kind of. Presence. Yeah, she <laughs> should be an outsider, black. right? Like, yeah. she
2: it makes sense, but I don't think it helps the movie, even if it yeah. like seems like it would be realistic. But too much of a tangent. Let's get into
0: these weeds you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so this was like a big. I know that there's people who have written like full long articles on this about this movie. Um, but the thing that really interests me about this is if you think about like The Matrix being the Jesus story, and that kind of being like the Western story that we're told of someone learning they have great purpose and that purpose making them super heroic or godlike and then them changing the world. Whereas I think that what the Wachowskis are doing with this one is um, going in a Gnostic direction. And here here's where the weeds begin, is that Gnosticism, and I'm going to read the dictionary definition oh, please. of Gnosticism. Do it, please. Okay, Any definition
2: cause... will... Enlighten Mm -hmm. me more than I am now.
0: I'm not a theologian, so I'm just going to use the dictionary here. A prominent heretical movement of the second century Christian church, partly of pre-Christian origin. Gnostic doctrine taught that the world was created and ruled by a lesser divinity and that Christ was an emissary of the remote supreme divine being. Esoteric knowledge, gnosis of whom enabled the redemption of the human spirit. So Gnosticism is not about becoming the hero. It is about... Navigating through um, gnosis, through knowledge, and finding that we all have this like divine spark inside of us, but which we the, do,
1: by the way, I I agree. I'm just letting everybody know. I've t- taken enough mushrooms that we do.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah! And I think the Wachowskis have taken their fair share of mushrooms too. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's what we need to make this movie popular. Is uh, yeah. well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not because you still didn't love it. So.
1: Yeah, that is the movie. Like, because you always wonder, like. Like, uh, how do I use psychedelics to become I mean I wonder Like to become more creative So uh, maybe <laughs> this is the answer You take a bunch of mushrooms And then you write this movie So this is what comes maybe. out well, When you y- do that <laughs>
0: I uh, I had a mushroom trip uh, seven years ago, now probably around the same time this movie was out, <laughs> where I wanted that to happen. And I honestly think this relates to the movie because this might be like the disappointment that people felt, is that I remember being on this trip and wanting some sign about the creative path I was on. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting, I tied a bandana around my eyes so I wouldn't hurt my eyes. And I sat and kind of looked up at the sun in the backyard. Uh, and I was like, I was like, son, please give me a message of what I should yeah. do. And the sun said, Take off your bandana and oh. get out of your head and turn to your left. And I did, and my dog was sitting there. And then I realized like, oh, that's there's no grand purpose. It's just being here and being present and loving.
1: Yeah. And that's oh what my I, god. That's, adam this right. is the best moment of shut up, I love it I think, of all time. <laughs> we
0: love a story like did. that.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good
0: I'm glad we talked about mushrooms Yeah, um, yeah, we're proponents. always happy to, to do that Just so you know But <laughs> that's yeah.
1: incredible Yeah, uh, wow Yeah, no, mushrooms always have a different answer To the purpose like To the question that you come in with They're like, yeah. oh, it's not about that Like, don't worry about that We have something else to tell you Yeah
0: Totally. Yeah. Uh, and so the movie
1: is the same way, huh? That's
0: what I'm saying is that at the end of this movie, she doesn't like get a purpose. She just understands, And that's the Gnosticism. That's that she has more knowledge. She now understands how to be okay with being where she is and being a human and being kind and loving and having that spark. So I think this is kind of all over this thing. Like I wrote some notes. I'll rattle off. But mm-hmm. the Abrassics family, that's the name of the three rulers, the Abrassics Uh, Abrasics, actually, this is why I started going down the Gnostic rabbit holes, because that uh, Abrasics is like the Gnostic God. And it's apparently a mystery whether or not Abrasics is a God, a demon, or some other force. And the idea is that Jesus, in the Gnostic view, is an emissary of him, not God himself, but an emissary, and so is Jupiter. Okay, now here's more weeds. If you go into the first like names of these abrasics Balaam, Eddie Redmayne, is watcher, means watcher. Kalik is a Muslim word, which means creative, like creator. And then Titus, like the Greek Titans. And the Greek Titans gave way to the Greek gods. And the first Greek god's name was Zeus, which became Jupiter for the Romans. Mm. So it's all like, for me, there is this... Uh, the matrix snapped into place with our minds as Western Americans, because we've been hearing the Jesus story our whole lives in some way, shape or form. Even if you're not raised in the church, that three act structures in your brain, whereas none of this is, this is all new stuff. This is all Gnosticism, random ideas. And so it wasn't, I don't think ever going to click with a huge audience. Um, but I respect it for going there. And the, the final name thing here is Kane, uh, the dog man, uh, magic Mike, And Cain, you know, being like Cain and Abel, a murderer, but uh, he's the savior and he does so with violence. And so there's this old, like, there's this old, like, William Blake idea, the marriage of heaven and hell, that heaven is a place of rules and restriction and hell is a place of absolute freedom, which means that actually the devil is the moral one by helping us live fuller lives. And God is the immoral one by restricting us. And that through figuring that cipher out, So we become better versions of ourselves, more loving, more humanistic. I think that's what's going on in Lana's brain when she's writing this script. But I know there's a lot of jumps there, but I do think that she's a philosophy nerd. And I think this clicks with a lot of stuff, Mm. which also explains why I love it and why a lot of people hate it. And now we're out of the weeds.
1: What's your background? Yeah. What's your background in philosophy?
0: I would say just a strong interest like I'm a I'm a rapper but I mm-hmm. um, I feel like back when I was first learning to write raps I was really pulling from like poetry and philosophy and just got it all stuck in mm-hmm. my brain and now I don't really have a background in it just the interest
1: dude I have been in America more than half of my life and it's the first time I see somebody talk about William Blake who I did like study like one of my teenage years so awesome. this is very exciting that you brought him up uh, yeah that fucker was crazy he shook he shook it all up right yeah, yeah. Up.
0: and wasn't um, appreciated at the time for it anyway I'm gonna make Wachowski at. the William Blake but <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you
1: <laughs> no this is great um, and uh, yeah I mean when you say it like that I I, I feel like this is my favorite movie you're describing and I'm torn because the experience uh, was not like that and you know part of it is just to blame my brain for uh, not seeing what you have seen in this Or maybe, you know, this is the, this is not for everybody, even though the budget assumes that it should be for everybody, this movie. Oh, yeah, (laughs)
2: and it's sold that way, and, like, they can't, uh, the Wachowskis cannot escape the Matrix. Even with Matrix Resurrections, you know, they couldn't escape the Matrix, (laughs) and that's kind of the cool (laughs) point of it as well. Totally. Um, But that, everything you said makes me appreciate it more, certainly, and... Watching it, there are cool ideas in it, like the Brassics, just what they're doing is such a cool and like blatant capitalist kind of message. Uh, I like all that. Even her journey. You see the structure of the movie is basically just, oh, she's going to meet one sibling, then another, then another, and then the movie will end. Right. Uh, So it's a pretty simple and very passive uh, thing because she's getting abducted Pretty much every sibling she's not even <laughs> Going there to meet them and then She's going like whatever you're saying Sounds sick <laughs> 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 And then She meets the next one. Oh, I guess whatever You're saying sounds sick um, But I think it all ends in a Pretty unique and interesting place But I have more issues with The filmmaking I think <laughs> Which is kind of a Surprise to me but uh I had similar issues with Resurrections. I thought yeah, just I, the some of the action wasn't there when it should have been.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that's definitely like a late Wachowski thing, um, is that I just noticed Lana's camera is so much closer to things lately, mm. and it seems like she's so much more interested in um, faces than action, but it is a little... It, it is still a little like... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Abrupt, I guess, or a little frictiony because we're so used to these filmmakers delivering visuals. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the language we know them in. Um, I do. I want to. I really want to know because I wrote some notes down coming in about the filmmaking stuff that I liked. But I'm not like a brick wall with criticism on this part because uh, I totally agree. There's some clunk in here.
2: I will. So, um, and maybe later we'll talk a little bit about the techniques they even made for this movie, which is something like you've been going to the appreciation of the Wachowskis, which I think we should show up day one for any Wachowski movie, any uh, Verhoeven movie. We should, because they deserve to make movies. Um, So I, I appreciate all that. But this movie, it really bugged me the f- one of the first big action sequences is in a city a flight action sequence in the city in where chicago like the uh yeah there's like helicopters space helicopters and all that and it's probably the worst like flight or dogfight style action scene i've ever seen really it's so far <laughs> it's so distant from everything but hmm. not cl- not distant like almost too, just too distant. We want the full picture, but it looks right. like you're watching nothing. Like did noise. you
0: did you feel differently about this when you saw it in theater? Because I remember being very taken by the scale of this, but it does seem too it does seem too wide when I watch it at home. But yeah, like in I, theaters, I, I it was like it ooh, cityscapes.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what I liked mm-hmm. about the movie in theaters, but I remember right. leaving like, oh, that was like stupid but fun, like having a a werewolf guy yeah this is all great i wasn't thinking much theologically at the time
0: Uh, i mean there's still a werewolf dude on rollerblades in it fighting you know (laughs) modular spaceships in downtown chicago that's that's also in the movie
2: (laughs) i do like that but i just was a little amazed how sloppily it felt on the smaller screen i'm sure it would felt would have felt bigger uh or better on the big screen but um sasha any anything did anything like that bug out to you
1: I can tell you that when they arrived at the second like soldier uh, house and the bee situation happens, there's just a shot to cutting uh, of cane, like cutting of cane when um, the bad aliens start uh, <laughs> coming at them. He, there's just a cut to him grabbing like a gun and just shooting it, and I just remember starting laughing out loud. Like it never happened to me that I watched action. I was like, this is just weird how you just cut to him like. It's it's either tone change or the lack of tone altogether. I couldn't tell what made me laugh, but um, <laughs> but because I'm not like a big action like an, an analyst, like I can't tell you a lot about like what action should like in the look like in the movies or like what's a good stunt, what's a bad stunt. There's ones that I really enjoyed, but then I can't really tell you what's bad about the ones that I don't like. But I remember just laughing. But I think they just had to do anything we had to do with Kane made me laugh overall.
2: Well, he just needs a pair of Oakleys on and <laughs> a big truck, <laughs> and then he's ready to like um. call you a queer for listening to Celine Dion or something, and you're like, "Come on, man, yeah. that's a good artist." So I think for yeah. me it's that. Uh, but and for the bees, I actually don't mind the bees at all. I think that's cool and good. It's the bees aren't used enough, if anything. No,
1: they're not. They just yeah. casually casually there's not enough of world building that it connects it's just like a lot of here's a crazy idea here's a crazy idea here's another crazy idea do we need to explain it no keep moving Everybody maybe that's
0: my it. add responding to that yeah, yeah, like I, <laughs> like I, like the, I know the they're stories. like i love all like these ideas uh yeah here's a like a dragon dinosaur guy who's here speaking english
1: i like that guy the, that was yeah, one I of my too. favorite guys i <laughs> yeah, yeah, thought
0: yeah, it was pretty scary, cool when he showed school. up yeah uh,
2: it you know maybe those types of because i love a callback in a, in a script you know the oh the bees they come bu- come in later or even right. three times with the third being the the different way and all that but is that maybe more lending itself to the traditional storytelling devices we know and this the the hero's journey type of thing and can you re- can you perhaps not get those moments or as easily when you're trying to do something different
0: yeah, um I do think well first of all, y'all may have noticed the vacuum came back above. And me. And so did so. the
1: aliens, so it's all okay. Good. It's not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: them. Um Yeah, uh I think you make a good point that like the script structure that we might respond to might not be what they're interested in doing. Like even I thought it was really interesting, um like the way you were talking about, uh it really does just break down to her kind of getting uh kidnapped off to these three locations and getting pitched to. Um I was, this is, maybe I'm pulling this out of thin air, but just going on the whole philosophical, like, theology angle, I do feel like the three interactions she has are kind of analogous to the three temptations in the desert. Um, Like, she's promised uh, comfort, validation, and then finally just power. Um, And even though she comes across very passive the choices she's making, I would compare to like how people were mad Neo didn't fight with guns in the new Matrix. He pushes things away with energy. Mm. Like, I spoilers. don't, I think that her power, yeah, I'm sorry, spoilers for <laughs> Matrix. I think that her um, her power is really like the fact that she always chooses the path that will lead to less death for other people, even if it's not mm. advantageous for her. Um, so it might seem passive, but I feel like she's more heroic than people that we just give guns to and have kill all the bad guys. Um, Anyway, I'm getting in another set of weeds here. I I do think that outdoor action sequence in Chicago is actually one of my favorite action sequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's because of the comp, like, we were talking about, you know, the Wachowskis techni- techniques. I was reading they they built this thing called a pano cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that came up in the trivia. Amazon
1: did tell me that.
0: Yes, Amazon told me did. that, too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, uh, if Amazon hasn't told you, is six cameras and a rung around the base of that helicopter so that they could get every angle of that city uh, maybe I'm just a Midwest boy who loves seeing Chicago on the big screen. Uh, that's probably part of it. Mm-hmm. I also love rollerblading. Uh, played ice hockey as a kid. So <laughs> I think maybe this Fuck. is hitting a lot of stuff for me. Uh, I also love the ship design. I love how they're modular and mm-hmm. come a- make different shapes. I thought that was a nifty idea. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like the action being legible and what you should see... I think that Lana used to be better at holding on long takes like you might see in a a good Hong Kong action movie where they know that the choreo of the fight is what we're here for. And I think that all filmmaking, modern action has unfortunately gotten a little bit too cut, 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 including her, Um, which surprises me. But, you know, uh, it is it is what it is. Again, I would say I still think the action in this is better than the two Marvel movies that came out the same year.
2: That Ant Man and
0: and Ultron were the two.
2: Oh yeah, uh, Ant Man is seemed to be enjoyed by a lot of people, but Ultron's considered, you know, what the weakest Avengers movie. I think. Yeah,
0: I mean, I like both of them a lot. I like, I kind of don't dislike any Marvel movie. I guess I'm just saying like this one, it, it, Marvel, everyone's bought into, so I can get away with all these goofy ideas, and I, you know, I think this one gets looked at with a More magnified lens because it's not like hitting our nostalgia or our character recognition boxes. There's nothing to fall back
2: on, which it's interesting to bring up Marvel because this feels like a comic book movie, like it's based Mm -hmm. off an indie comic or something. But no, they just were like, Hey, let's start this franchise where we (laughs) have the the main character be a different type of hero. It's like, Well, that's really cool.
1: And yeah, the B-man, the B-wax may be like the next movie, right?
0: Yeah, I well, I always hoped there was going to be a Jupiter rising, you know? I always thought this was yeah. part of a trilogy and we were going to get like Jupiter rising and then we'd see her coming to her own. If it did life. well.
2: It does seem to set up for a, the possibility of a sequel without being obnoxious about it. Yeah. but It's true. It's uh, not
1: being obnoxious about it. I agree. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they rode
2: off into the sun. It's basically the ending of Matrix
0: Resurrections. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
2: brilliant. laughs> yeah. It's uh, as far as just the like last shot or like last we have moment.
0: Freed ourselves from the shackles of uh, the binary expectation, and now are a rollerblading dog man <laughs> and a secret toilet cleaning uh, ruler of the universe. Yeah, it, we
1: should just add. There's more to the dog man than being dog man. Like there's also the wings that were cut. We yeah. never get into yeah, the, the
0: angel wings. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's an angel fallen from grace. I mean, there's all this stuff going on. I also kind of love how the Wachowskis are able to invent a piece of mythology and then twist the knife and make it emotional. Like the idea of him being genetically spliced with a dog to make or a wolf to make him a better hunter is a little corny, but I, I like it. I'm down for it. But then they have the whole this whole sequence about how he got cut off from all his people and he's a pack animal and he's in constant existential torment. I was like, now that's a smart way to take your goofy sci fi mm-hmm. idea and make it kinda hurt.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, when they were writing that script, Caesar Milan was still hot. So the whole pack mentality was was in the in the zeitgeist. <laughs> Everybody was talking about uh yeah, using the and uh, family being a pack oh, for shit. dog training.
2: <laughs> and, I remember And that. the dogs were even listening to it at the time. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, that all it's maybe we as a general audience don't know how to watch wachowski movies and i think uh, matrix resurrection certainly displayed that but i think um uh, matrix the first one gave us the wrong uh, idea of what we needed to to, to properly read a wachowski film
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe if we all s- just used Bound instead of The Matrix, we'd be happier consumers of their movies. We're just <laughs> like, it's from it's Bound from
2: so the people
0: now. who made Bound. Well, then you're just going <laughs> to expect, you know, like, sexuality and femininity uh, destroying power structures of money and capitalist and <laughs> misogyny. Wait a minute. Instead of The Matrix, which is about being a special good boy <laughs> who's chosen to <laughs> save the world. <laughs> I still love The Matrix, but, you know. It is what it is.
2: It actually um, it gets deeper later with the yes.
0: the sequels. Lo- love the
2: sequels, too. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sash?
1: I was going to say, is there any more weeds that we should uh, put out into the open before we jump to the ratings?
0: The rating. Um. That was good. <laughs> Please,
1: I knew Joe would be better at this let's, than me. Let's talk about that uh, his
2: performance because I think that's he got cited like uh, worst actor on um, rot- not Rotten Tomatoes, uh, whatever the piece of shit award, the Razzies. I think Razzies. Yeah. 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 Um, I like it. I like what he's doing. I think it's a like generically sci-fi villain. But I, I am into it more than what Mila Kunis is doing for the text we're yeah. given.
0: I would rather... I mean, this whole thing's an, a space opera, and I would rather someone be operatic than flat. And so I would totally agree. I like his weird dynamic yelling. Uh, actually, right before uh, I hopped on this, um, my girlfriend was here, and I was kind of watching scenes from the movie, and I actually had to call her <laughs> over and be like, You want to watch Eddie Redmayne yell real quick? My uh, My great life! Um,
1: <laughs> I I agree I agree. Um, this was entertaining to watch him. Um, if anything, I blame the directors for not making him look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's just part of what you were saying earlier, which is idea, 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 and sometimes you don't get a breath. Um, which for the something like the Matrix, you're gonna watch it three, four times, and then you're gonna get everything, and you're gonna feel into it, and they take that risk with their audience and it doesn't always pay off because they want you to think about so many things at once. But I think that that might be exactly what's faulting Eddie Redbane's performance here is that he gets to do something and then they cut away right away. So you don't get any moment for it to land and it comes off silly.
2: This movie reminds me like, uh, it's not the total inverse, but it's like of the same family and inverse
0: of Valerian. Did you Valerian? see Valerian? I bought Valerian for five dollars at a Black Friday sale, <laughs> thinking Luke was on sci-fi and i never I haven't watched it yet. It's okay. like sitting in a drawer around
2: here. Uh, after this, you'll definitely want to check it out because as far as uh, modern sci-fi movies that are throwing a lot of ideas at you quickly in mm-hmm. uh, in one go, oh, it's
1: Dane Dehan, I know him yeah yeah I've, I've met him yeah mm-hmm. you
2: know pr- friend of the show
1: friend of the show. Sure yeah yeah
2: uh we should shout out but uh yeah that's it's on the similar level of that and perhaps even better than this movie but i think it doesn't say as much interesting as this i this
0: I might watch that tonight honestly
2: i would hmm. uh for because you're in the mood after this discussion
0: i'm assuming yeah. i'm assuming i mood. will be uh, <laughs> i
2: think you should
0: thank you yeah no you assumed correctly i think i might um I need to check that out. That is based on an indie comic, I believe. Yeah, I I believe that one is. Um, And In terms of other weeds, I'm looking at my notes, seeing like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we all know that there's a, you know, the anti-capitalist, I think that's pretty right there. Um, See if I got... The hundred people it takes to make one vial and she drops it. oh yeah (laughs) I know that's pretty uh, that actually makes me a little sick to my stomach when I see that that, it was more disturbing
2: than she as a character and uh, Mila as an actress gives credit for she's just like oh (laughs) whoa. yeah
0: it's (laughs) like there could have been and and, uh, again maybe that's a thing there can be more like formal filmmaking cues to let us know when things are serious and we're kind of left to our own devices a bit more, even with things like the score. Um, Giacchino, what, right?
2: Is it Michael Giacchino?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um,
2: and Shout I out, I, I, friend yeah. of the show. I uh, I usually really like his stuff, but I didn't. Rem- I don't
0: remember any um, motifs from it. I don't either. Uh, which also similar <laughs> to Marvel, like around this time, there were not just the big movies. I made a little list of what the sci-fi movies were this year. And besides the Marvel, it was Tomorrowland, Pixels, and Chappie. So this year was not a strong show, Mm -hmm. period. Tomorrowland did poorly
2: and was received poorly. Chappie, the same. Mm -hmm. And then what was the other one? Pixels. Yeah. Pixels. I am a Pixels defender.
0: Yeah? I like Pixels. I think it's good. I'll watch Pixels. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen it, but uh, since y'all are letting me talk so much about a movie... That I love that no one seems to like, I will watch pixels (laughs) to return the favor. Uh, The only other weeds I want to get into, you already touched on how it feels like classic sci-fi and Eddie Redmayne's performance. When I was a kid, I had this book uh, and it was a very common book, uh, like a common uh, coffee table book. It was a National Geographic. It was called Our Universe. And it was kind of like a big illustrated uh, book for kids to learn about space. And there was a section in it on what alien life might look like, and there was just these beautiful paintings done by sci-fi artists of the time, of the 70s and 80s, and there were paintings of worlds and planets and aliens. And I would always turn to it. I probably my parents had it. I took that book off the shelf constantly. Um, that's what a lot of the set design and outer space design looks like and reminds me of is this grand operatic sci-fi painting that you might see mm-hmm. in sci-fi paperbacks or whatnot in the 70s and 80s um so i do think that there is like you're on something with eddie redmayne's laid back vibe of ruler like there is this almost uh, i don't know it's cla- i don't know i don't have a word for it other than classic mm-hmm. it's a classic vibe yeah mm-hmm.
2: it, it's like what you would do in an improv scene if they're like it's sci-fi movie you'd go up and be like I rule the planets. And people yeah, would be like, that's maybe. really good. And Ed yeah. Redman did that and got paid $2 million.
0: Anyone an Oscar the same year. So, you know, everything's possible. <laughs> it can be done.
2: Yeah, it uh, has... That's the, a good thing about its production design and a bad thing, I think, in some ways. It's it, And it's that fantasy sci-fi is what mm-hmm. I consider. It's a little bit m- more on the fantasy than, like, your rigid sci-fi which is like no let's actually think about how this would be in the future i tend to like something in the middle a little bit more your star wars is little star wars even though that's a little more fantasy too but some of the, the the grit of it is certainly more real yeah
0: it's like Star Wars at least explains how things work, even if they're it's not real science. They'll at least give you a manual. Here's how a lightsaber fits together. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jupiter descending will just be like, It works. Don't yeah, think about what it. What are hard.
1: the rules of the world? I need to know.
2: It's like the movie is just like, Oh, you're too dumb as a human to understand any of this.
0: That's kind of yeah, how they
2: explain away everything.
0: It's Gnosticism. You're not supposed to know, you're supposed it's about the journey uh, to seek the knowledge. You're supposed to learn. <laughs> snake not eats know. its own tail. <laughs> right exactly there you go learn not know and it might time be the whole know. point it's oh, time
1: to know it's time to know joe hell
0: yeah the ratings
1: how do we get, how, do we, how oh, do we know
2: hell yeah this is how the ratings work we're gonna rate jupiter ascending on a scale of zero to ten using something else as a reference point that something else can be hey another uh sci-fi fantasy movie could be another wachowski movie or you could just be like chocolate chip cookies or 10 out of 10 Never just is. like this Never. movie It's a good it's a good example of what you could do with the rating system and if that doesn't make Word. sense well you're in luck because me and sasha
0: will go first great i'm very excited about this part of the show
2: i so let's see cloud atlas let's talk about cloud atlas because i think that's one that of the Wachowskis specifically, people really debate, mm-hmm. and is on the outskirts. You can't really talk about any of the Matrix movies as far as, you know, who hates them and loves them. They're just they're all part of the Matrix, and we love the Matrix. You gotta take them. But Cloud You're Atlas, right yeah. Mm-hmm. Cloud Atlas is different. I love Cloud Atlas. I think it's really great. It has so many beautiful moments. The score is just mm. brutally good. Yeah. It's got everything you'd want in a movie, and I think any of the um, things you could complain about it are valid, uh, like the weird Korean makeup on white actors and things. The makeup's the part. Yeah, that's the the thing. That's that's stuff, You're like, all right, I I think they went in with good intentions, and uh, things got weird when they took that swing. (laughs) But other than that, I think it just is a really solid movie with all the things I would want. I'm gonna give that a uh, 10 out of 10. Cloud Atlas, great, great movie. This one I was really excited to watch it, and I think within the first sequence, and I forget what it is. I wish I remembered offhand, but I just thought, oh, this isn't. We're in trouble <laughs> with what this movie's doing, and uh, I think it's like a VO opening or something. I I forget.
0: Yeah, it's a, It starts on a very clumsy note. That is one thing I'll say about this movie. I love this movie, but it, its first like five minutes is like, up, you, uh, you got it, okay. Yeah, for it, sure. I remember feeling that and just being like, oh no.
2: And uh, then it gets into the Chicago skyline sequence, and I was just like, oh, I'm losing a lot of faith and seeing these cool ideas, but just not invested. This one didn't hit for me. After speaking with you, I do appreciate it more. And after thinking about it, too, uh, it was just like, all right, that movie did some cool things. And I think that's why it feels like such a, such a waste and why I get more angry at not liking it more. Because there is some cool s- swings in there and some swings I would maybe even want to take creatively one day. But I'm like, is this how it would turn out? Is this why we don't do it? <laughs> um, but you did kind of get me. I think I would defend this movie in the future. But I would defend it with the shields and sort of, I don't really like it, but I like that it gets to say these things. So I'm going to give it a five out of 10. Great. Wow, I love that. Uh, I would have given it probably a two before talking to you.
0: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) You did raise it up. Good. I mean, you know, I, I think with these movies like this, it's not that I, I never care if people love them or like them. It's just like, I just want people to, I just want movies to be seen for what they're trying to be. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like I, I this one's weird. Awesome. Uh, I, love this. I
1: will. I will go next. Uh, I will compare this movie to Adam's interpretation of this movie. I thought you were about my to say experience. Adam's family. <laughs> <laughs> so to your you family, you. Adam. I know yeah, your family. Yeah, yeah. Not the movie. I know all your big Russian family. Like No. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of, that was, yeah, like. That was interesting Eastern European portrayal Yeah I mean It was just very um, You know And who am I to protect Russian people I'm half Russian Half Ukrainian I'm very upset With my country As we speak But um, Or my former country I got rid of my citizenship Good seven years ago (laughs) Just feeling that In the air coming in But um, I just in general Portrayal of Eastern Europeans uh, It's just Doesn't do any justice Like it's not (laughs) even trying But that's fine Even forget about that I, what Adam did is made me really, really uh, love this movie. Like um, as he portrayed, as you Adam portrayed it, and right. bringing in uh, philosophy, psychedelics. I mean, William Blake.
2: You hit all the. This notes. is a
1: freaking nine or ten. That thing is nine or ten, but that's not how I lived through it. <laughs> it was a one. You're breaking up again Joe but it is it is a one Um, and uh, I wanted (laughs) to give it a two as a as a like I'm a changed person having had this conversation I'm going from one to two but I think it's unfair because it was still a one experience but the nine and the ten nine or ten probably nine point five is what I experienced it just now in the last hour talking to you Adam love it most importantly what do you think what is your scale please tell us yeah what's my
0: scale um let's see here okay let's let's do a. okay if it's on the cloud atlas scale um, [3] all right
1: you can do yeah cloud atlas scale
0: i kind of want to make my own but i kind of also want to
1: you can add a few things on the scale by the way okay Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Uh,
0: I would say that this movie is a 7 out of 10 Cloud Atlases for me. I also...
1: Cloud Atlas is a 10. This is a 7. All right. Exactly. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. by that...
0: Yes. And then for my own, I would just have to say I'd probably give this an 8 out of 10. And so I would, by your your, uh, scale, I would have to give it an 8 out of 10 too because I am me. Um, oh
1: yeah, I I love that. I love that you have like your own like a like a thermometer inside that you just yeah yeah you just measuring the temperature.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly exactly. Um, and maybe that's that might be a cop out. So let me come up with a more creative one here. I'm like looking at the mm-hmm, shelf mm-hmm. and trying to figure out another sci-fi movie. Um, how about we say uh, we're not supposed to do it by the Matrix. Um, but you could. You Here's know what I would say as a as a Matrix I would say. Um. <laughs> here's my scale If the matrix is 10 out of 10 This mm-hmm. is uh, the theoretical inversion of 10 out of 10
1: Wow, so still a 10 Just like it's in a different dimension
0: Exactly, yes
1: Wow, this is huge um, And by the way, our audience If you're w- surprised where <laughs> Joe went And why he's not reacting <laughs> to all the amazing things Adam's saying The Zoom took him away, but he might come back. Um, So that's amazing. Well, um, Adam, from me and from Joe, I just want to say a huge thank you uh, to you for coming on. You were such an awesome guest. And uh, um, it was worth it for me. Yeah, it was worth it for me to watch this movie so that I could hear out of your face what this movie really is. Uh, um, Would you please uh, give us any plugs or anything you'd like to promote or anything to talk about?
0: Yeah, um, I'm working on a few albums right now. Um, I got one out called American Neon that I'm very proud of, but it's five years old. So we're working on the follow up. Um, And then I'm, like I mentioned, like Joe mentioned at the top of the show, I shot a sitcom in Austin. I've only been in LA for a year. Last thing I did there right before pandemic was shot um, a sitcom pilot. So, you know, we're just trying to like shop that around, share it with people. And then if you want to check up on me, my music, uh, look up my last name P R O T E X T O R. You'll find we, it.
1: For sure, we'll uh, put all the links in the episode description, no doubt. Um, and Joe is back. I'm uh, back; he survived the Matrix. <laughs> I didn't want to hear what you guys
2: had to say about uh, the movie, so.
1: Yeah, you will yeah. never know could, because uh, you never listen to the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't. Why would I I'd take away a listen from one of our audience members if I listen? I
1: feel to like, it. I, okay. Well, I feel it's not fair. Uh, Adam, <laughs> quickly, quickly tell Joe what you did with the scale.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten Cloud atlases. I'm gonna give it a uh, eight out of ten Adam's version of it, and I'm gonna give it a in uh, if the Matrix is a ten out of ten. I'm gonna give Jupiter Ascending a theoretical mirror dimension ten out of ten. Oh my
2: gosh! <laughs> never. We love Adam here. It will we're never be. We're done walking through again. the looking glass.
0: <laughs>
1: because uh, I've never seen uh, such a good scale, such a complex and uh, esoteric scale. As Which,
0: this. yeah, esoteric. There's esoteric. coming from the gnosis oh, again, full circle. <laughs> there's our, there's our oh, callback.
1: Esoteric
0: scale.
1: <laughs> awesome, well, Adam, thank you again for coming on. Shut up, I love it. Uh, Joe will put your link, I have no idea what's happening, so we'll put the links <laughs> hey, <laughs> for who you are and what you're doing in the episode description as well. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.